Hi, and welcome to episode 135 of No Crying in Baseball, the Believe It or Not, Jose Canseco is our muse episode. My name is Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth across town. Hey there. I'm waving. Um, I can't believe Jose Canseco saved our butts is basically what it comes down to. That's just and, wrong. And inspires us to greatness in a couple of ways. Absolutely. So where he saved our butts was in the first annual Bump Bailey Wax Pack Heroes Tournament of Awesome. See, I got awesome, it right Awesome, awesome, awesome. That, oh, it totally needed the reverb. So for those of you who haven't heard yet, check out Two Strike Noise on YouTube. Better yet, subscribe to Two Strike Noise on YouTube and catch all the glory that is the domination of No Crying in Baseball podcast. It is international domination. We went through Japan. We went through Scotland and we came home with the pickle. You got to watch it to understand. But there, there's the teaser. How about that? We came home with the pickle. Yep. I like it. On today's show, where are we with MLB proposals, including 67 pages of health protocols? We've got international baseball updates. As usual, we have boyfriends doing boyfriend things, and you bet we've got more fake baseball. Hooray. Let's start with the MLB proposals. This stuff is rumored and leaked and argued all over the Twitterverse, and it's fascinating to me because most of the information isn't exactly public yet. You know, I feel like I should run off and get this huge bo um, bowl of popcorn that Mr. Potty Mouth just popped and just sit here and watch you go through this shit and drink my <laughs> beer and just <laughs> an enjoyment of just this absolute sort of, you know, fantasy movie, right? Absolutely. So let's start with the things that we don't know, but people are have very strong opinions about. We don't know the actual plan, the specific plan for the season yet, because that's going to be presented to the players on Tuesday. But the owners, oh my God, the evil empire is now, now includes all the owners because they are spinning the idea of what's going to be in this proposal to make it look like the players are the bad guys and they're greedy, money grubbing. And, you know, they're just going to you know wait till they get, you know, a bazillion dollars before they'll set foot in a ballpark, which is not exactly correct. There's a little bit of sticking to their guns about money. What the public doesn't know is the players already have an agreement. They right. negotiated with the players back in March for a pro-rated salary. They get paid per game they play, which seems fair. And the players thought, okay, now we're done with that. And now the owners are opening things up again. And they've made they've they've like started rumors about revenue sharing with the players or and any number of possible ways to um convince players to take more of a pay cut, yet there aren't any actual specifics that are really out there yet. And that's the shitty part, the more of a pay cut, because a lot of, like you said, you know, this catches fire on Twitter and people are like, oh, these players make a shit ton of money. And people are being nasty at folks like Trevor Bauer because he's a big Twitter target. And he's like, we agreed to a pay cut. We, we're just asking to be held to that agreed pay cut that we already agreed to. My favorite exchange that I saw that he had with somebody was like, I'm a mom of a 15 year old who's playing for free. You know, my kid's playing for free on his high school team because he loves baseball. Like anybody gets paid to play baseball at high school. But oh my still, God. what do I tell him? And Bauer said, tell him he should get paid for what he's worth. <laughs> Good. He deserves it. Good. Like, right. Argue that. Right. Yeah. But, and but part of the problem is the people, the general public who is falling for this doesn't seem to understand that the players are the ones bearing the health risk. And not the owners. The owners aren't going to get anywhere near anything. They don't have to leave their own bubbles, right? And 
the owners haven't opened their books to any public scrutiny. And they're they're crying poor. They're saying we're going to lose money on every game played without fans. And the player's like, we don't think you are. Prove it. And they're not proving it. So they've actually made a request for a whole lot of documentation. We'll see if that happens. And in and amongst all of this arguing about you know, the hypotheticals. Mm-hmm. We've got A-Rod still being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. He came out on A-Rod being an asshole. But he does it so well-groomed and with a big smile on his face. He is completely about the image, but his substance is a little bit of mush. He's just trying to sort of sing kumbaya, right? And say, okay, the quote is, he said, players and owners can come together to grow the pie, share in it, and have a double bottom line. Most of all, the fans of our amazing game deserve it. So he's totally this, this businessman now. That's what he thinks he is. And he just wants everybody to just join together for the bottom line. Fuck the health risks, right? And for the record, A-Rod is the most highly paid professional baseball player in the history of professional baseball. And if anyone had offered him revenue sharing, he would have thrown that back in their faces at the time. So what the hell, A-Rod? Oh, absolutely. You know, as a Red Sox fan in those days, I mean, I'm glad that he didn't go to the Red Sox, but the way that all went down was totally because of money. Um, But there are other folks who are criticizing Red Sox, uh, not Red Sox. Oh my God, where's my brain? (laughs) Criticizing A-Rod. I haven't even gotten through this beer yet, Um, including our savior, Jose Canseco. And he complained that a-Rod was making so much more than him. So he sort of framed it that way, a little less empathetic. But he also, when he did his Mother's Day tweet, and this was actually before the, the A-Rod moment, I, I guess he has uh, past bad feelings about A-Rod, understandably. He said, happy Mother's Day to everyone but A-Rod. And he's a mother, uh, MF. And he wrote MF, so I shouldn't really say motherfucker, even though that's what he meant. <laughs> You know what? Next time I give you a mask, I'm going to put like a gag on it just to see if it works. Or maybe I'll add like a vulgarity filter. We'll see if that works. There we go. I just need a mask that like has fuck printed across it or something. That's not where I was going with that. But All right. okay. <laughs> All right. So, all right. So let's, let's move on with uh, um, yet more proposals. This is the one that we actually do know about. The MLB presented the Players Union with a 67-page document full of health protocols for here are all the things we need to put in place in order for there to be a season. And I am thrilled that it's 67 pages long. I am so happy that they thought through so many things in such detail. But as I look at these things, I think, how the hell is this ever going to happen? How can you execute this? The thing that's not in there is what happens if there is an outbreak? What if all of a sudden a couple of people on uh-huh. one team end up testing positive? They don't have anything on there about that. And I just got to wow. believe that's going to happen. And that's not addressed yet. Right? In 67 pages. That says a lot that that's omitted. It's not like they weren't being careful. Like they, that's a purposeful, we don't know what the fuck we're going to do, or it's not going to come across really pretty. Yeah. So let me start with the one piece of good news. There's a lot of arguing, again, out there in social media by people who haven't read past the first line who say, oh, my God, MLB is taking all the tests away. Yeah. Actually, this is a good plan. The where the tests are coming from plan is seriously good. They are repurposing the sports medicine research and testing laboratory to manufacture tests. So these would be new tests that are being manufactured in a lab that was doing the testing for um, for controlled substances, for banned substances and all mm-hmm. of that, you re- might remember that name because they were 
they took part in that antibody test that we studied that oh, we talked right. about a few weeks ago, right? That um, where they they brought they um, tested five thousand people that work for Major League Baseball. So that so that's that same organization. So you have this facility that's not testing anybody right now because not testing anybody for controlled substances because no one's playing baseball right now. <laughs> so they are gonna they they've retooled that lab to manufacture and process tests. They figure they're going to need 10,000 tests for Major League Baseball every week. And they have to process that many every week. Plus, they are also going to manufacture and process a surplus of tests so they can provide free testing and processing of tests to healthcare workers and all in the 26 Major League Baseball cities for free. That's amazing. That is such a different story than the spin. This is taking 10,000 tests away a week. Right. This is creating creating more tests than we have now to be used by the public and actually specifically by healthcare workers in these 26 major league cities. Fantastic. So that is super smart. It's a great use of resources and it's good for public relations and it's good for public health policy. So hooray for that. Here's where things get complicated. If a player tests positive, right? Through you know, they may have a couple tests per week per player. Mm-hmm. They will be put in seven seven day isolation. Plus, contact tracing will be done on them. The thing is that seven day isolation is less than the public guidelines, which are 14. ten days ten days from when you start showing symptoms. It's fourteen days for contacts for people oh, that okay. the person who was tested positive may have been in contact with. Um, and because it take it may take that long for symptoms to show up. So those folks oh, would be okay. in 14 day. So that's the tricky part. It's like, okay, so you have a player that tests positive. Just how closely were you following all of these other rules in these 67 pages to make sure you didn't have close contact with anybody else or all of those people will, will then automatically be out for two weeks. I'm thinking the catcher and the umpire, number one, like, right? Yeah. They're right there. Yep. Yep. Sure enough. Um, So you know how potty mouth in the past, you said you want a job as uh, being like like teaching English, for instance, to Uh ball players. I just took a five hour class on how to do contact tracing because it's available online for free. And I just wanted to learn more about it. And it's super interesting. And now I want a contact tracing job with major league baseball. That's how I get in to MLB. Because I'm so highly trained after five hours of watching videos about contact tracing. I'm sure I know what I'm doing. I bet you do more than most people. I have complete faith in you. I'll write your letter (laughs) of recommendation. Thank you. I appreciate you. So here are some of the things from the 67 pages. Players take their temperature at home before they leave for their, their day at the ballpark. If it's 100 degrees or more, they stay home. Um, if they get, when they get to the ballpark, temperature is taken again, probably by those like touchless, you know, little scanners that you've seen everywhere now. Lockers have to be spaced six feet apart, which doesn't exist right now. So is that as building new facilities or figuring out temporary facilities, right? Mm-hmm. To space people out in the clubhouse. There are diagrams for how players will sit in the dugout and how they will like players who are not immediately in the game will probably be in the stands and spread out so that they won't all be close together. They will have with them their own glove instead of having them like stored in, in their cubbies, right? Mm-hmm. There will be um, no more indoor group meetings. The meetings will either be digital, like, you know, Zoom meeting or whatever, or they'll be outside so they can space out. No showers. Well, showers are discouraged. I have a feeling that one's going to fall hard Ooh. because it, 
ew, right? There's got to be a way to make that work. But also no Gatorade showers. There's going to be no uh, more right. like, you know, communal beverage dispensers, right? You'll have your individual water bottle. You're not going to touch anything that anybody else is going to touch. Meals are going to be packaged. Baseballs are going to be single use if they have been touched by multiple players. And spitting, no spitting. No spitting. Yeah, like um, sunflower yep. seeds, tobacco, whatever you spit, don't do it. Yep, yep. Um, so single-use baseballs, um, disinfecting the dugout phone. This one cracks me up. The lineup card is not going to be on a card anymore. They're going to use an app. And my my whole thing is, really? They don't do that now? Yeah, right. <laughs> right? So that, that one, funny. that one's going to stick, I think, forever and ever. It gets even more complicated when you are the road team. Because you're taking like 100 people with you for the road show. You are not leaving the hotel. You, ha- you have to get permission to leave the hotel. You can't do Uber rides or like individual stuff, right? You've got to like be where everybody can like make sure you're following the rules. They may even have dedicated flight crews for, you know, flights to other ballparks. They don't say what happens if there's a positive test on the road. I mean, like if you're at home and you test positive, you stay home. Mm-hmm. What happens if you're at an away game and this test comes back and you are positive? I don't know. So this isn't everything. These are just the very easy to understand things. And that's how many of them there are. So it's huge and it's complicated. And the players union hasn't responded yet. They just got this. We're recording on Sunday. They got it yesterday. They got it on Saturday. So there's some time to like go through all of this. But, you know, a lot of the things that players have been worried about are how is this going to work? And so now they can at least look specifically on what is supposed to happen and then believe or not if it's really going to happen that way because it's freaking complicated. I mean, I look at this and I think just wait till next year in a whole different way than I've said, just wait till next year and all those other times in my life. But this time, just wait till next year and keep everybody safe. But if you can do all this, um, another question that's coming up right now is what if players don't agree to it? What if individual players don't agree to it? Some of right. them have have underlying health issues and they're going to get a free pass. Like no one's going to ask somebody who clearly has a heart condition or whatever it is that makes them a higher risk. Mm-hmm. But what about people who have family members that are higher risk, that are worried about bringing it back home? What if they don't want to play? So those things aren't addressed yet. It was not, and, and if players don't play, like no one's going to make a player play if they, they don't feel like they can. But how does that affect them? Will they get paid? Will it count against them or for them for service time or towards free agency? And there's so many questions. I don't know how they're going to hammer all of these out because they really have to start at like the first week of July if they want to end anytime yeah. this year, right? Because they have to have a couple weeks of spring training. They got to start spring training the beginning of June. They got to start the season in July if there's any hope in doing it at all. And there are just way more questions than there are answers, even when you have 67 pages of answers. And now we're at like a month and a half timeline to get this all settled and see if it yep. can work. I don't know. Yep. I'm going to grab that bowl of popcorn and watch. That's the the, the level that I'm going to. Yeah. And, you know, when you see people um, just kind of take off on players, feel free to set them straight and say, here's some things you don't know, because, oh, my God, how the owners are the good guys in this. I mean, my kid would say, eat the rich. <laughs> <laughs> that is shocking. And it's not like there aren't models out there 
for us to follow. Look at what's happening in South Korea and Taiwan, who are having baseball, but they both got the virus under control beforehand, which is not the case in the United States. So this whole thing is just bizarre. But yeah, a, it, a lot of these protocols are based on the protocols that are being used in South Korea and in Taiwan, but they <laughs> we haven't done the public health work before that to earn it. Absolutely. It's just crazy. You know, I'm just going to be content watching South Korea and Taiwan right now because yeah, me too. I'm, I'm happy with people staying safe and and I'm happy with the ball, too. It's super fun. I mean, Korea is early, so I, I maybe catch an inning or two if I'm lucky. But in reality, you know, like we said last week, the Taiwan ball is definitely better for U.S. audiences, the way that it's um, presented. But back to Korea, I had picked the Dinos, and they are still in first place, even after last week. They are 10-1, and one, and your Wyverns are at the other end, 1-10. and 10. It's nice to have symmetry like that. It is. That's, we've got, we've, and, and we're going to see this again in a moment in Taiwan with things flipped. But, yep, that's the way it is for the moment. But the real winner, really, of the Dinos is the mascot, who is now known as Swole Daddy. I, I hope I, that I pronounced that right. Swole. Yes, that's the word. Swole Daddy is not the mascot's real name. It's really, really Seri the Brontosaurus. But apparently SB Nation author James Dater wrote an article where he named it Swole Daddy. And so because there wasn't a lot out there, I think in English about the KBO, when people started doing internet hits, that's what came up. And so now everybody thinks that it's Swole Daddy and that's what's going to stick. And he's just the coolest mascot. That's the big tall one. But the shorter one is Dandy the Tyrannos. Tyrannosaurus. I can't even pronounce dinosaur. That's an English word though, right? Yes, it is. Tyrannosaurus. (laughs) Yeah. I do know that Dandy break dances. And the coolest thing, and I'm going to put this video link in and you've got to watch it, is that they do a video to the tune of Baby Shark about how to keep yourself safe in the time of virus. So it's like, wash your hands, do, 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 but it's all in Korean. I'm just, I'm interpreting from the uh, the motions, right? I'm assuming <laughs> that's what they're cues. saying. Visual like cues. It. I can follow along. I appreciate the tune. It's super cute. And it's just more ammo for me to be a huge Dinos fan. But I found some happy Wyverns news for you also, that they this actually, is- they they hold the KBO winning streak. They ha- they had 22-game winning streak between 09 and 10. And in one season in, I shoot, I think it was that next year. I think it was 2010. They're tied for a 16-games winning streak in a season. And a couple of our Twitter friends, Infield Fly Girl and Meredith B, are both Wyverns friends along with you for very much the same reason. It has to do with literature. And appreciating Absolutely. a good wyvern, which I just totally missed. And it's Athena and, and and the goddess Athena, who is their mascot. Yeah, that you do have like a double win there. So maybe things will turn around. Did you know that there's no IL in the KBO? Yeah, I, I knew that for the CPBL. I didn't know that for the KBO. I didn't. It's funny, I didn't know it the other way around. I just read it from from Jiho, our friend Jiho. You wrote that there's no there. There is this year for the first time. I think oh. maybe with the international audience. I don't know, but in the past they just either hung on to people or sent them down. But there was not an official IL. Yeah, in, in Taiwanese baseball, they they just send you down until you recover and come back up. But you you're not on a separate list. You're not on an, an injured list. You are just sent down to the to their version of the minors. Huh. That just happened to a uh, well, 
a, a pitcher for the Lions for not for that reason, not for being injured, just for being <laughs> bad. Because you know what? The Lions, I, I watched another heart-wrenching game this morning of the Lions getting slaughtered or trampled by elephants. So the CPBL, we are opposite again. Your monkeys are totally, you know, international fame has done them well. They're still romping on first place. They're still the only team above 500, which we've been saying for two, three weeks. This is the third week now. Um, the Lions are 10 and 16. The brothers, though, are catching up to 500. They're 12 and, and 13. Um, have we, I meant to ask you this before we recorded, did we talk about the official postponement week that they have? We have not. And that just came up. I just heard it for the first time just like two days ago because the Monkeys game got postponed because of rain. And and the announcement was it will be replayed during the official postponement week following the completion of the, the half season. Hello, MOB. If we're going to learn some stuff from this, how about that? Isn't that beautiful? Like when you have rain dates to make up, you know when they're going to be. And if you have extreme weather, which happens here and definitely, you know, there I know they stop for the monsoon season, but there's got to be a little bit of a prelude. It's built in. Although I'm looking, I didn't realize that the postponement week was in July. That's mm. That break is actually the monsoon break. So they're scheduling making up rain delays during the time they're taking off because they expect monsoons. Oh. So there may be a flaw right. <laughs> in the plan. But the idea, the idea go. is a good one. That we do approve of the idea. Maybe reschedule that would be good. Um, there is one team that the whole team is still in the minors getting ready for next year, but they are making moves. That's the Weechuan Dragons. And their big move is that they debuted, of course, the mascot. So I'm really all about the mascots when it comes down to it. And their mascot, Weddy the dragon is totally ready for prime time next year. So I commented on Twitter about how cool Weddy was and I quickly got the response. I think it was from CPBL stats. Who's a wonderful follower. Definitely check him out. Um, if it wasn't, I'm really sorry that I screwed this up, but the, the sponsor for that team. So we know that all CPBL teams have a sponsor, a business that runs the team disbanded them 20 years ago. Because basically they just weren't interested. They the, the original sponsor was bought out by another sponsor. So this the original sponsor I think was Wei Chang Food Corp, bought out by Sin Hing, and my pronunciation is probably horrific. But when they were bought out, they decided, ah, we want to invest more in soccer than in baseball, and they disbanded the team, despite the fact that the team was historically incredible. Like one of the founding teams, they had just won their their championship. They were disbanded in 99. And all of a sudden, they're coming back. And so I was thinking, what a cool thing. But it turns out that there was a big scandal with this food corporation that they were uh, accused of selling tainted oil that was causing illness and stuff like that. Eventually, they were actually found not guilty, but the thing was so shady that people started boycotting them after the not guilty verdict. So this coming back into baseball is their attempt to clean up their image. So I don't know any potential Dragon fans out there. You can decide one way or another, but that is the backstory that I found really fascinating. The cool thing about the Lions, even though that we're in last place, is that we rock the mascot scene. We've talked about the lion. We've talked about Sababoy, the fish head, the breakdancing fish head. And they also have Open Chan and Lock Chan. And actually, they have a whole bunch of these. Did you know what a space doggo is? Have you heard of space doggos? 
I do not. I, I know that these mascots are 7-Eleven mascots, right? Yeah. I, it's this whole fleet of, of cartoon characters that are called Space Doggos, which I guess is some sort of animal. And they are from the planet open. And the way you get to the planet open is you fly in the direction of 7 o'clock for 11 days. Oh, clever. I see what they did there, yep. you owners of 7-Eleven, you. So... There you go. There, you too can be a fan of the lions if you really, really like the mascots. See, I would, I would screw that up. I would say second star to the right and straight on till morning, and I would end up in Neverland, and I would end up in the wrong place. We, we had a, we have a carpool going with. Uh, oh, I didn't write it down. One of the hosts of of the Mansplaining Baseball podcast, the uh, folks out of Atlanta, they were going to pick us up on the way. So, oh, that's so nice. Okay. Yeah. So we, we can just hitchhike. And I am really excited to start learning the lyrics of my very favorite Lion song and also the cheerleader moves. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Shen Hang Ling, who gave me the lyrics, both transliterated and translated. So I got homework. Last part of international baseball is sad. The World Baseball Classic for 2021 has been canceled. Wait a minute. That's a year away. Why is it canceled now? That's exactly what a lot of people are saying. They're saying, wait a minute. You're welcome. <laughs> you have plenty of time to do this. Well, the deal is that they were expanding how many teams were going to be participating. So there's 16 teams that are secured, which includes the United States, also includes Taiwan. Well, Chinese Taipei is the official name they have to use for this. And there was going to there were going to be a couple more seeds added, I think four and there was a qualifying round that was planned for March in Arizona, and it was canceled. So apparently the confusion over when they could possibly do the qualifier in time to have all the teams ready to give them a fair playing field, so to speak, has stalled it. Or, you know, we'll see when it happens. There are people tweeting maybe 2023, maybe 25. It might be influenced by the fact that the Olympics in Tokyo have to be postponed from 2020 to hopefully 21. And that was going to be the scene of baseball coming back for the first time in 12 years. So there are a lot of teams dealing with getting their baseball squads together. So I don't know, but I'm really sad because Marcus Stroman was just, you know, getting people psyched on Twitter to pull this U.S. team together. And, you know, it's just a little bit of hope through this pandemic. And as we're looking at international baseball, I was getting super psyched to see Korea and see Taiwan, but Damn it. And and World Baseball Classic games are just so much fun. Mm -hmm. This yep. is like boyfriend city, man, because everybody there wants to play. They are definitely like they're they're good at what they do and they're having a great time playing and they're not afraid to show it in the World Baseball Classic. And the combinations are awesome because guys you know from different teams are playing together for their home country. And to watch them, you know, be friends and be psyched to be to have a chance to be together is pretty inspiring. So We'll just have to wait a little bit longer. We have boyfriends doing boyfriend things. And what I like about this is we're never, we never run out of boyfriends doing boyfriend things because guys are stepping up and I'm really happy about that. So um, Patty Mouth found the story for me and I appreciate that. But my, my guy from the White Sox, Eloy Jimenez, actually is supporting a local small business in Chicago. Um, help me with the pronunciation, Novia Stavila? Yeah, you did no well. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a bridal shop in the little village neighborhood in Chicago. And right now they normally are making prom dresses and wedding dresses Aww. and all these things. And, um, and um, clearly that's not happening right now. So they have retooled 
to make masks and they have donated 17,000 masks so far. So there's an owner, like a small business owner and seven staff, and they've just, they've been making masks. So Eli Jimenez has found out about this and he gave each of the staff members a $500 gift card to thank them personally for the work that they've been doing. He placed an order for $500 for masks. So he's like subsidizing these masks that are being given away. And then the White Sox got wind of this and they donated a whole pile of jerseys that they can use the fabric from to make more masks to donate to first responders in the little village neighborhood. So that's very cool. It's very specific. It's very targeted. And it made a huge difference to this small business. And impressive on your baseball boyfriend pick. So these are the guys that we've been picking for years at this point because there's something special. And we each have one per team. And you sort of found Eloy Jimenez pretty early. He's a young guy. And for him to be that aware and socially responsible, all those good things, serious boyfriend quality. I've got two Mets, previous boyfriends in, in Mets land who are doing a cool thing in New York. So Brandon Nimmo and David Wright have teamed up and they're working with the Robin Hood Foundation. And their goal is to, the quote is to inspire 1 million New Yorkers to donate $10 each, right? That That's a reasonable amount. That's a mm-hmm. doable amount. Even if money is tight, you might be able to squeeze that out. And what that money is going to go to, the Robin Hood Foundation is going to use all of it, not, you know, take not, they're not going to take out any like administrative costs or anything, whatever they raise to support the poorest residents of New York. And that's, this is like emergency stuff. This is making sure people have food, making sure they're not losing their places to live because of rent, making sure they're getting their prescriptions, all of the very basic needs being met by this. So yay for Nimmo and Wright for using their, their pulpits to inspire people who only have a little bit of money and think, what is this little bit of money going to do? Such That's good what things. It's do. Yeah. And, you know, if anybody out there wants to hear more or read more about why we chose, we choose boy, baseball boyfriends, check out the Baseball Is My Muse blog. We'll put the link in our show notes because we were recently interviewed and super happy that the essence of this podcast was really well reflected, I think, in the text. And there's a lot of boyfriend explanations. So check that out. We have more boyfriends doing good, sort of. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm trying to let this go. I'm not a huge fan of the Call of Duty video game because it's a shoot 'em up thing, right? I mean, this is a, a war game. It's war, much. baby. It's war. It's war. It's not my scene. But for the youngins, those baseball player youngins who are into their video games, they play it. And Patrick Corbin, one of our sweeties from the Nationals, that world champion team, and Matt Barnes from the Red Sox, the previous world champion team, got together and thought, wouldn't it be cool if we can get guys to play Call of Duty and have people bid money to be on their team and have a percentage of that money go to charity. So it's like a win-win situation in so many ways. Like, you know, kids got to play a video game with their their idol. I think it would have been better with MLB The Show. But I'm just, I guess Call of Duty maybe is more team sport oriented because you get an athlete, an athlete partner, and two fans on each team. Um, interestingly... Of the other players that were participating, the two highest bids, so the two players who got the most money donated because they were participating were Juan Soto, who's one of my baseball boyfriends, and Pete Alonso, one of your baseball boyfriends. So we pick well for the guys who are 
I don't know, worth money for playing Call of Duty. Maybe that's the wrong thing to say. <laughs> they, they got money for a good cause. That's the right thing to say. There are other things happening online. While you're not watching MLB in person, you can see some of your favorite MLB players launching baseballs in the desert. So Momentum Sports, who has, I guess, had a deal with Trevor Bauer for a while. It's not just him who's participating. There are a whole bunch of other players. The ones that I saw, actually, one of my boyfriends, Scott Kingery, and uh, and Cole Tucker, whose hair we admired when he was playing in the MLB The Show for Pittsburgh. They're playing in the Arizona desert. And I, I like how Momentum Sports has a slide that they put out before every video that talks about how they are doing this safely. They are six feet apart, at least. They are sanitizing everything. They're coming in separate vehicles. They're bringing separate equipment. They can't greet each other. So they're telling us, you know, yes, these people are interacting, but it's literally somebody pitching at somebody very far away. They're hitting the ball. It's pretty, it seems to be like a safe thing. And it's a fun way to watch some of your favorite players hit and Trevor Bauer's hitting. They're making the pitchers hit. So that's a good thing. Well, I guess you like that. Uh, That is a good thing, isn't it, Potty Valley? That's a very good thing. It's a good thing for amusement. Maybe not for like a baseball game where you're risking your arm as for being a good pitcher. But yeah, that's a whole nother thing. Can we talk the H just for a second? Because it actually, um, I didn't mention earlier when we talked about the the proposals Mm -hmm. MLB is doing, one one piece of the proposal that we haven't actually seen yet, but is being talked about is universal DH. And the interesting thing about this is American League teams drafted and planned and created their rosters for having a DH. And National League teams did not. And so it's going to be quite interesting to see how National League teams handle this because they may have set up their rosters a little bit differently if they needed they needed that guy that was always just going to be the reliable big hitter as opposed to the guy who can, you know, play all the parts of the sport. <laughs> but yeah, you know, as you're seeing right here, there's definitely that social media kerfuffle that's happening with some people are saying, yes, this is the way of the future. It's going to happen. Might as well do it now. And other people saying, oh, this is an insidious way to get rid of the the pitcher playing. You know, they're, they're not happy about the DH, as are not some people who I know. One more <laughs> good thing is the, uh, well, I don't know, good thing. Dream back Bracket, which we talked about um, a couple of weeks ago, which was uh, each player, each team had a dream team, like their all-time best players, and those went up against each other, and surprise, surprise, the Yankees won the whole deal. Now they're doing a new d- Dream Bracket with super teams. So it's like the 04 Red Sox against the... I don't know, 88 A's or whatever, whatever super team is for each team goes in this elaborate five round bracket till we find out who is the best team theoretically of all times. And this is, of course, all computer generated and played in a few moments, even though it would have been normally a seven game series. They're pretty much just posting the results because as was talked about before, this is not thrilling to watch, but it seems like one game from each round is going to be broadcast on Twitch and MLB. So the first game that you can see is May 21st. And I don't know what day it is. What how, Today is what? The 17th. All right. 
So that means this podcast drops on the 19th, which you have plenty of time to get yourselves ready and potentially watch the game at three o'clock Eastern Standard Time of the 35 Crawfords, which is in the Negro League, against the 2012 Nationals. So 1935 against 2012. That's a huge difference. This reminds me of like the games that kids play, like who would win if Batman went up against Superman? Yeah, it totally. That's exactly what this is, because this would never happen in the real world, but it's a fun intellectual exercise. Yep. So, I mean, I just want to see the results. I, I, I'm i not going to watch any of these Yeah, I want to see the, the line, revise the lineups and see the results. Absolutely. And there's, there's two regions in each league. So there's region one for AL and NL, region two for AL and NL, and then all that's going to come together. Um, the region, so that's region one that goes on May 21st. Region two is on May 22nd. And the game that you can watch for what it's worth there is the 84 Tigers against the 88 A's. And that's what you can do this week online. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to do some things not online this week because you know what? You know what Tuesday is? Not only is it the day oh. that our podcast drops, but it's my birthday. Happy I get even birthday. older. Yeah. yeah. But we, we can celebrate. I'm going to eat cake. That's how I'm going to celebrate. My kid's making me cake and I'm going to eat a lot of the cake. And, and you might be getting a drive-by drop-off of Mr. Potty Mouth Spear. Oh, that would make me so happy. Yeah, it's good. That, that, that would make it a perfect day instead of an almost perfect day. A real perfect day would be able to celebrate in person with my buds. But you know what? Yeah. I will do what needs to be done for the short term. Absolutely. Um, there are There's baseball to watch in the mornings. You should be doing that. I hear people have been listening to us in interesting places. Yeah, we're having. I'm having a bunch of fun connecting with people on Twitter while we're watching games. So watch, watch, watch games on Twitter, early morning CPBL games. We're hanging out there. And I found out that our podcast is fueling half marathons. I find that fascinating. Isn't that cool? Dr. Donnie Baseball on Twitter said that he finished his half marathon listening to us. And so I, I'm honored. And I just think that's kind of hysterical. Like, Do we imagine? inspire him to greatness? That's, that's I would think we'd inspire somebody to sit on a, a stool and drink some beer. But, you know, half marathon. Because that's what we're doing right now. That's, there you go. <laughs> Power to you, man. So, so if, if you, you need help. If you need help finishing your half marathons or just finishing your beer, feel free to listen to some past episodes and get caught up, especially if you want to learn about our boyfriends over the over the um, this season that may or may not ever happen. You can still see who we picked to be these teams. Please tell your friends about us if you think they'd like to hear us talk about baseball. Find us on social media. Potty Mouth, where can they do that? We're on Twitter at NCBI Podcast and Facebook and Instagram at No Crying in B Ball. Also, uh, email No Crying in B Ball at gmail.com. I think that's right. No, we're NCBI Podcast at gmail.com. Damn it. I screwed that one up. <laughs> NCIB Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Or just don't email us and find, find Potty Mouth on Twitter. That's the safest yeah, way to do it. that's probably the best thing to do anyway. <laughs> so leave us the review if you can. Leave us a rating if you can. And until next week, say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth. <laughs>